From San Diego, California, this is a One Extraordinary Marriage Show, where being busy is overdone, romancing is fun, and scheduling sex has taken the guesswork out of wondering when you're going to get some. I'm Tony DeLorenzo, your co-host, along with my beautiful wife, Elisa. From coast to coast and around the world, thank you for joining us. It's time to talk sex, love, and commitment. Give us a call at 858-876-5663. That's 858-876-5663. In today's show, we talk about the many rituals that can take place before and after sex because there's a lot more happening than just the physical act. And as we start today's show, I want you to think about this quote from inventor Alexander Graham Bell. He says, before anything else, preparation is the key to success. And that is so true in everything that we do in our marriage, especially in what happens in the bedroom. Being prepared is definitely the key to success. And as we start each and every One Extraordinary Marriage show, we have our hug. And this week's hug is brought to you by Intimacy Reignited. Have you been wanting to bring the spark back? Are you looking for more than seven days of sex? Do you know that you want to go deeper with your physical intimacy? Pick up Intimacy Reignited and light the fire in your marriage. You can find it at GetIntimacyReignited.com. Now this week's hug, and for those of you that are brand new listeners to One Extraordinary Marriage, we are so happy to have you with us. Yes, for welcome. Those, for those of you that have been around, you know that we do a hug at the start of every show. It's listener feedback. It's you guys sharing how One has impacted your lives. And this hug, this hug is special because you're going to hear it. There are so many different um, components. And layers. And layers to this and, and different things that we're going to comment on as we go through it. The author of this email says, last summer, a friend shared the name of your podcast and I listened to a handful. I just want to stop right there and say thank you for sharing One Extraordinary Marriage with your friends, for just mm -hmm. saying, hey, check this out. There might be a nugget that you can get in there. We love it when you guys share the podcast. She goes on to say, I thought things were pretty good in our 12-year marriage, but took to heart many of the things you talked about. I recall listening briefly to the, quote, it's not a problem, pornography is an addiction podcast, but I didn't put too much stock in it. That was not an issue for us. About two weeks ago, I was cleaning up some of the tabs on our computer when I found one for a pornography website. My husband was in the shower and at first I thought, oh, he looked at this once, no big deal. But then I realized that he must have been viewing it often for it to come up as a suggestion. By the time he came into our bedroom, I was fuming. How dare he look at this in our home? How long had this been going on? How frequently? At first, he told me a few times per month. But as the week wore on and we talked more, he admitted to three to four times per week. Mm. Suddenly, it all made sense why I was the only one to initiate sex in months or longer. Why some days he might have delayed ejaculation even though we hadn't had sex in two weeks. I was so angry. I left our bedroom and took the computer to the dining room. I looked at the history and cried, but I stood up from the table, walked in the bedroom and told him I loved him and made love to him. We had a romantic trip scheduled in three days and I wasn't sure I wanted to go, but we went anyway. In the meantime, I listened to episode seven and a few others. Thankfully, they gave me the courage to say that I wanted to make this work. On our long drive to our weekend away, Excuse me. I asked my husband to listen to some of these and he found so many parallels in his story with Tony's story. We've talked more in the last two weeks than in years. That's awesome. 
uh, that's incredible. She goes on to say, I've recognized my own part in the story. I rejected him time and again in the early years. And while I have not rejected him in the last few years, my work was keeping me up late at night on the computer and I was making it, meaning work, my priority instead of being in bed with him. Because of our trip, we inadvertently embarked on a seven day challenge. Awesome. We are now at day 16 and we are enjoying the intimacy. Congratulations. Yeah, even more awesome. We are working hard to get what I am not sure we have ever had. For years, we have loved each other, but not been in love. We were just going through the paces and now we are making the effort, being romantic and enjoying each other's company. We have decided that we are in a 30 day challenge. And when this ends, that we are adopting an intimacy lifestyle no rejection. And for those of you that want to know more about the intimacy lifestyle and scheduling sex, check out episode 140. Yeah. And congratulations to you guys for taking on one, the challenge, uh, for day 16. Amazing. And to look into starting your own intimacy lifestyle. That's, that's awesome. She goes on to, to finish up. She says, my husband says that he's glad I found it. It is freeing to not lie to me or to sneak around. And we talked about this a couple of weeks ago in the episode, uh, the truth shall set you free. free. Yeah. He goes on, or she goes on to say, he says that he is free of pornography and does not want to go back. He wants to be an example to our two toddler sons and a good husband to me. I continue to ask him about it as I want to, him to know that he can tell me if he falters. I am also proud that he told his best friend about it and cautioned him how it is hurting his marriage as well. That took courage, Mm -hmm. so much courage for one man to talk to another man about this very big topic. Mm. She says, I have also set a schedule on my work. I am done each night to go to bed with him and do not intend to go back to my late nights. I am sending him the message that God, spouse, children is the order in my life. It's all about priorities. We talked about that in the last few weeks too. She says, I just wanted to share this and thank you for your ministry. If not for your podcast, I fear my anger would have quickly spiraled to depression and we may not have been able to recover from it. God bless you guys and keep up the good work. We will be listening. I, I love this hug. I truly hope that you guys who are listening get it. I mean, there are so many points in this where she could have just walked away. Anger could have, you know, stopped her from moving forward in him too. I mean, there are many parts where he could have just said, no, um, I only viewed it a, a few times a month and kept that facade up. Instead, he came clean. He took off the masks. He was real. He stopped lying to her. You know, one thing we, we've said for years, it, you know, when we are able to express ourselves and we are able to share what is happening, we are loved more, not less for who we are. And in this instance, this couple was willing to take that to task. He was willing to say, yes, I I faltered more than what I told you before. And in doing so, she was able to love him more, not reject him more, not to push him away more, not to get angry at him. She was able to hug him. And, and as she said, make love to him. Yes, that is hard. Believe me, we have been there. And yet, as you listen and as you hear, and if you have to go back and hear what Elisa read on this hug, they are closer together now than they've ever been in their 12 years of marriage. That is awesome. It's absolutely incredible. And, you know, I I love the fact that she references so many other 
topics that we've talked about so that you could really go back and just listen to her hug and then pull up those couple three other shows and we'll put the links to those other shows um in the show notes because she she referenced so much and i know you guys are going to want to go back and and just pull that all together for yourselves but as tony said at the beginning of the show we want to make sure that we give today's show enough time and, and energy to it we're going to be talking about those rituals that couples do before and after sex. Because just like Alexander Graham Bell said, you know, preparation is the key to success. And so often that's the same thing for us being in the right mindset, being, you know, mentally and emotionally ready to have sex, both, you know, the before part and the after part. And that changes over the course of a marriage too, as lives change, as your bodies change, as circumstances change. And so, you know, there are so many things that you can be doing before to kind of set the stage. And even in the after part that just become woven into the fabric of your marriage and your sex life. Yeah, because many of us don't think, and I want to talk about the after because I think the after is funny and we'll get to, but I really want to just impress on you that the after has just as much importance as the before, the anticipation. Mm -hmm. Because what happens after can really set the stage of how we're going to make love the next time and the next time and the next time. When it's not just how we're going to make love, it's how we're going to relate to one another. Yeah. I mean, just in the day to day. Mm -hmm. Because I will tell you early on, well, tell all of you, early on in our marriage. You can tell me too. Yeah, I tell you too. I, I mean, for for many years before we, we thought we were ready to have kids, I mean, it was like we'd have sex and I'm like jumping up to go to the bathroom or getting, you know, Tony, like get that condom away from me, all this kind of stuff. Cause I was just like, ah, you know, freaking out. Like, you know, and there was no, all right, let's, you're going to get, you're going to the after before we get to the before. You started with the oh, after. Well, let's get to the before sex. Oh, okay. Part. Then I'm going to have to go back and, well, okay. I'll, we'll come back to the after. Right. Even though you started there. <laughs> okay. So let's go to the before setting the stage, you know, sex doesn't just happen between a married couple, right? I mean, like you really do have to kind of set the stage. And this goes everything from creating a sanctuary in your bedroom to what you physically do to your own being to get ready for sex. And it was interesting because we put this um, out on Facebook and it was great hearing from a lot of you as far as, you know, the comments that came in as far as what you do in your own bedrooms or in whatever room you're going to have sex. And for some of you, it's it's enough to just dim the lights. Mm-hmm. We're big fans of having lights on a dimmer. Um, it, we're, we're fans of having lights on. We're, well, and that's another option. Uh, daytime sex, you know, when you don't even need the lights. But some kind of mood lighting. You know, for those of you that light candles, um, having those candles lit. Now, I know we have quite a few firefighters in the One Extraordinary Marriage audience and, and firefighter couples. And we know that you um, aren't so keen on the actual lit candles so the led candles work wonderfully mm-hmm. and some of those you can even get on timer right so that you can have them just kind of you know setting the stage regularly right so really creating that mood lighting some of you have really invested in the colors and the feel of your room so that it is a sanctuary and when you walk in you just have that sense of oh. and if it's during the day you know do you you know, shut the shades, it depends on where you're at, you know, that can all lead to this, you know, this atmosphere Mm -hmm. of lighting. Now, depending on time of year, 
some of you uh, chimed in that, you know, if you had to heat up the bed with an electric blanket so that well, it was... Some of you are just cold year round. Okay, that would be me. Um, but, uh, you know, some people for the winter, this is more of an issue. So so husbands and or wives, you know, depending if your spouse is the cold one, that means you may need to jump in bed first and get the bed all warmed up for them. You know, like roll around in it and like... Cause some friction okay. in there to just I get it warm. I wish you could have just seen Tony's head because when he said roll around, he's like bopping his head back. The little bobble head. Yeah, a little <laughs> bobble head. But maybe it means you turn the heat on. I mean, there have been many times when we were going to have sex somewhere outside of our bedroom and Tony would like, I could tell we were getting ready to have sex because all of a sudden the heat would go on like in the middle of the day. When yeah, we're, like 75. 70, so we could just, just warm it up. Tropical. Make it tropical in here. Make it tropical. But when you do that, it sets the stage because guess what? If you're not shivering, it's a much more enjoyable sexual experience. Yeah. Yeah. You know, if you guys are getting goosebumps, um, it, it tends to be a little tougher to, to have sex. <laughs> it's just, you know, the muscles start to contract and that's not a good thing for anybody. You know, it gets, it gets tight all over. Uh, for those of you that have been, you know, new listeners in the last month or so, you've probably heard us talk about our sound machine. Love it. Uh, and we'll have a link to the sound machine, our Ecotones sound machine. This yes. thing is, it's it's just money. It's, I, the, there's nothing better. You know, it's so funny because we've been married 18 plus years now. And, you know, up until the last month, we haven't had a sound machine. And now I'm, I'm wondering how we... And it was a listener... It was, it was actually one of my coaching clients. Right. No, no. And another listener who was talking about having sex with the kids. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was episode... Can't remember. Can't remember. But, you know, just asking how, you know, to have sex with kids who are, you know, getting into their teenage years. And so we went out and we we picked this thing up. And so you got to check it out. It's called the Ecotone Sound Machine. So go to oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash ecotones, E-C-O-T-O-N-E-S. This thing is money. Even just to go to sleep, it's money. And I will tell you, it's not the least expensive uh, sound machine on the market. No. However, with all of the variations and the fact that it has a built-in microphone that is responsive to the noise in the room, it's a wonderful thing. But when we go into our room and we turn that on, it it does have this very... um, auditory response and both of us like okay you know we're getting ready to have our quiet time our our sexual time together because the machine is on we know mentally we know the kids can't hear us Mm -hmm. and so that just makes it especially for those of you that struggle with you know kids in the house while you're having sex it gives you that freedom to be able to say you know we can do this Mm -hmm. right some of you really like aromatherapy we do and so if there are particular scents that, you know, whether you've got a diffuser or you've got, you know, like one of those plug-in candle deals, like the Scentsy candles, uh, where you can plug it in and you can have a particular aroma coming through your room that just makes you feel sexual. It makes you feel comfortable. It makes you, you know, it's just kind of those, that comfort smell that wraps around you and that type of thing that just sets the stage. Really, all of this before stuff, and there are a couple more things we're going to get to, but all of this before stuff is all about setting the stage so that when the two of you are coming together, you know, sort of the outside world gets, you know, pushed out, blocked out. It's, it's not a part of the here and now, the being present. And, you know, a lot of what we've been talking about so far has kind of been all of the environmental type stuff. Mm-hmm. But, you know, personally, we have friends who take a shower before they have sex every single time. They like to be clean. And I actually, I was talking to the wife about this and she goes, for me, it's a way to kind of like, 
wash off all of like the mommy stuff, just, you know, kind of literally like washing off the mommy mindset Mm -hmm. so that she can, you know, be like, I'm clean and I'm presenting myself to my husband. I thought, what a special gift. Well, and I would say that, you know, for oral sex, that that's a, you know, that's a plus Mm -hmm. because I would say, you know, there are times when, when I've tried to go down on you and done oral and you're like, no, not right now. Yeah. I'm not feeling it. Yeah. You're like, uh, Mm, no, no. No. And so, I mean, that's something that you can easily incorporate into your life to do that. You know, do you put on a little perfume? I'd love it if you would put on your, that honey perfume. My honey perfume has disappeared. My little, what I, I don't, the, Girls were playing with it one day when Abby had a friend over and I have no idea where it went. I went looking for it. I can't find it. Maybe there's a gift coming in my future. We're going to have to ask our yeah. daughter where that went. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, it was a gift that yeah. I received and he absolutely loves the scent and I actually like it too. Um, maybe for those of you that tend to come to bed in sweats and you know socks and things like that, maybe you're getting naked. Maybe you're putting on lingerie. I would say just go naked, honestly. Um, well, but for, no, come yeah, on. I, I understand. I, I think I think long, lingerie is overrated. But okay, maybe for you, but not for uh, some people. Really enjoy the visual of the lingerie and the the strip. Yeah, but I I get it. I I, I it's just, not your thing. I we talk to enough people, and honestly, more people than not don't use it, don't like well, it. Don't, but honey, that's because they're all wearing sweats to bed. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I mean, well, I'm, I'm just saying, instead of sweats, just get naked. I mean, right. But if lingerie is your if, if lingerie just, is your spouse's thing, like if yeah. they like to see you in lingerie, show up in it once in a while. It's a yeah. good thing. I would say just show up in like a nice thong and. But and not guys, everybody's comfortable wearing thongs. I, okay. I mean, they're not. They're not. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, and guys, I mean, and, and and for guys too, I mean, buy buy like a nice silk boxer set, or you know. <laughs> A boxer set, like what else comes? Well, with the well, boxers? no, no, because no, because there there are those sets where it's like you know nice boxers with like a, a nice silk shirt type deal. Oh, okay. You don't have one of those, so I know. Because you could again, I'd Tony likes just to just go in, naked. I just come in naked. He's like, you know, let's cut to the chase. Just get naked. And I'm not saying that you have to go there. I mean, I used to have just some really nice silk boxers that I just loved. It, it again, this is ebb, life ebb, ebbs and flows. And what we're giving to you are things that we have done in the past. In all honesty, right now, typically we're having sex at night right now. So it's dimmed lights. Um, Definitely a sound machine. Sound machine is on. Typically, if coming to bed, boxers, you're wearing maybe, you know, some panties and something over your shoulders because it's a little chilly. Those typically come off. And we're going. Have we done candles before? Yes. Have we warmed the bed? Well, we I try to warm the bed before Lisa gets in there anyways. Turn up the heat. Yep. Shower. Typically, no. There, there's two other preparation things yeah. that I just want to bring up. One is that if you're going to be using any sex toys, to have those available, make sure you're you know, if it's anything with a battery, that the battery's charged. Yeah, and if you use condoms. If you use condoms, make have sure those close by. Make you sure know, they're available. You know, that delay there is not always a good thing for either one of you. Um, and then... And yet, for many years, we used them. In all honesty, I think for me, the delay was really nice because it allowed me to calm down and allowed me to go longer once we had penetration. 
that's just me. We we have talked about this, and because there's just a whole different thing that's happened ever since Elisa had her tubes tied. So, but I think you know if the condom is in the closet, and you got to get up and you got to go get it. I think it may be able to calm you down if it's right there by, on your nightstand, though. Too, I've did that many times, but that allowed me just some time to just relax and allow a longer sexual experience. It was like intermission. Yep, go for it. Um, the other thing. Any type of towels, wipes, or, you know, something to clean yourselves up after. Have those handy. Because, you know, we've had many times where we're like, oh, what are we going to use? And we're like, you know, doing this naked twister thing, trying to reach something to clean up with. Mm-hmm. So any other things that you want to bring up for the before? Or are you going to actually let me go to the after now? No, I want to go to the after now because the where you ended was, was primo. Oh. Because the after sex cleanup, I think, can be... It, 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 it just, there are times when I'm, I'm, I'm there and I'm just sort of chuckling because <gasps> it's the, and I, I'm sure you guys can relate to this because you've just finished, you've orgasm, you, you've, you've climaxed and you're just like, oh yes. And your wife may be there going, okay, get something, clean up. And you're just going like, really? Like, let me enjoy this real quick moment. And and like Lisa said, you're, you're doing this twister move, trying to find a towel or something, you know, so so cleanup can be easy. And and honestly, in my mind, I'm thinking the bed's already dirty. You know, we've been romping around in it. And yet that doesn't matter. It's like, okay, let's find something. I don't want to get, I don't want to get this all over the place. And oh my gosh, it, so, so what I'm saying is that after sex is is just as important <gasps> as the before sex, because as Elisa said, it it what it's what happens, you know, after that, you know, the mood that is set, not just in your bed, but how you guys relate to each other afterwards, you know, and what's going to happen the next time you're sexually intimate. Well, and it's, I mean, we've had a dramatic change in this in our marriage. Um, there was kind of the the pre wanting to have kids stage because we waited a number of years to have kids. And so like six, six. So there was cleanup there. And then there was the, you know, when you're trying to make a baby phase, cause cleanup there is much different. Cause you know, as a woman, I was just like, I'm not moving until your sperm have hit my eggs and created a baby. You know, like that was kind of like, we can stay here all night if we have to. And then there was the, you know, post kids where I'm like, okay, I don't want to get pregnant again. So like get in, get out, let's get this over with. And then you know, just recently. Well, we were, we, there was a time period where you were using, um, you were using contraception. Yeah. That was all like three weeks. Cause was I can't, all that I can't handle female contraception. Okay. So, so we had a long period then of me using condoms and that cleanup is completely different than non-condoms. The non-condoms. I mean, because everything is caught up in the condom, you pull it off, you throw it away and, and boom, you're done. Um, for, as the guy, it's sort of funky because yeah, you know, we all know this stuff, but we're not doing sex ed 101. No, no. Okay. But the phase that we're in now, yes, is definitely, there are just times when you have to be able to laugh and not take your sex life and the sexual intimacy with your spouse so seriously. It's like you got to just take a step back and just sort of laugh a little bit about what you're trying to do, especially with this whole cleanup thing with the, you know, it's sort of like jump up 
and get everything cleaned off and, you know, make sure everything is, is tidy. And some of you are, you know, are clean freaks. So you're like, okay, well now let's not only use a towel, but I need a wipe. And then and I, some people even take a shower. Yeah. And then, and, and now I need to take it to the next step is where I need to go take a shower. We both need to go take a shower. And, and, and so it's this dance mm-hmm. that's happening that nobody ever really talks about. And yet it is vital. I think you guys would all agree that this is a vital moment in the sexual experience because you've just had all this romance and, and your romance may have started earlier in the day. It may have started yesterday for all I know. And you built it up and, and you really wanted to have this really awesome sexual experience. The, the romance beforehand great boom the sexual intimacy was amazing you both had orgasms you loved it and now it's like oh we're done let's stop get off me get off you know (laughs) so it's just it it just really when we were talking about this beforehand an interesting dichotomy that happens well absolutely and you know like it's only been like four months i think now since i had my my tubes tied and I'll never forget the first time after when we were just like, okay, let's just lay here. Like we can just, we don't, we don't have to jump up and we can just be. We can cuddle naked. We can cuddle naked like right after sex and, and it's all good. And I think we actually fell asleep. One of those first times we actually like fell asleep right after sex. And I can't recall that ever happening in mm-hmm. the 18 years that we've been married. And so, you know, as you do this, this dance, this relationship dance. And as you're going through and you're thinking through, okay, what does this look like for us? Are we the couple that isn't spending any time after an intimacy because we're so like focused on, okay, that was over. It was great. We connected, boom, get cleaned up, get, you know, get to bed. Or is it like, you know what, let's just towel off. Let's, you know, if we're going to sleep naked, let's just cuddle up. If we're going to, you know, I mean, me, you guys know I have to have my shoulders covered. So like, I've got to at least put a shirt back on. Um, if it even came off, it doesn't always come off. And then for Elisa too, like I'm done. I'm like, at that point in time, I'm like, it's night, night. Let's, let's go to, especially if, if it's night time, it, it's like lights, lights out. out for me. I'm done. We can cuddle. Elisa will, will turn back her, her light on. We'll, we'll turn her light back on and she'll, she'll read her book. It, it's just, it, it's a, a ritual after sex for her that works and and i'm totally cool with it i'm just like i'm done every once in a while i can i can get a book typically not if you're having sex during the day it's a whole nother story right oh sure cleanup takes a whole different it's a whole different deal because you're like we got to clean up and we got to get rolling because we we planned a certain amount of time and you guys possibly do this as well as hey we only have a half an hour it's lunch break so you know, we wanted to be romantic in the sense that we wanted to have foreplay. We didn't want to have a quickie. So when you come up to that ending, it's like towel off, go. you know, get, get some cologne, get some perfume, spritz it on, looking good, make sure your hair is good, get your clothes back on and possibly out the door, a nice big hug and a kiss. And that's cool too. I, I think what we really want you guys to get out of this particular episode is that this might be an area of your marriage that you need to actually think about this week, that you actually need to spend some time talking about and saying, what, what do our before and after rituals look like? Mm 
And how is that impacting our marriage? Because I will tell you, when Tony and I were in, well, it wasn't Tony, when I was in the like, get off of me, get clean, like move, like just, you know, it was like, you know, I don't know, crazy on steroids after, you know, having sex where I was just like, okay, boom, here's what we do. And there was no intimacy after, you know, because I'd get cleaned up, he'd get cleaned up, we'd come back to bed and then it was like, you know, lights out. And now that I've lightened up, a little, I won't say a oh, lot. Totally. It's a whole different experience for us. And I will tell you that it leads to more because we've spent time talking through and thinking through what this looks like mm-hmm. and how do we relate to each other? How do we create the before in preparation of the success? And how does the after prepare us for success in our marriage? And this week, I want you to sit down with each other and I want you to have the conversation you know, are we prepared? Are we preparing each other for success in our marriage and our sex life? And if not, what rituals can we put into place or what rituals do we need to change? Because for some of you, you don't have the ritual and on the front end. And for some of you, the ritual on the back end might need a little tweaking. Mm-hmm. But you're not going to know unless you sit down and have the conversation. Because like Tony said, nobody's talking about this. Right? Like even the fact that we're bringing it up. I mean, when Tony first said, let's do a show on this, I'm like, what are we going to talk about? And then I realized there's so much to talk about. And you guys need to spend some time this week doing just that. Yep. So go out there, have some fun, you know, look at your before sex, your after sex. What does that look like? And has it changed over the years? Because it's changed for us. So go out there and do that this week. You guys, we are looking at you each and every time we do this podcast and we are honored and humbled to just serve you guys each and every week. So we want more of you though. We need a lot more of you up here on our love you guys wall of fame. So it's time to send in your picture, go to info at one extraordinary marriage.com. And in the subject line, put love you guys pick, do it now. Don't forget about it. Stop this thing and do it because we want you guys up on this wall. It shows to the world that the one family is strong. It's vital. And we, as a group, as a family, we are touching lives around the world. And we want to thank you for that. We love you guys. Have a fantastic week. And when you do have sex this week, think about the before and after. Love you guys.